Welcome to the Decent People Podcast, a production of Decentral Media, where we're committed to telling the stories of the founders, builders, and visionaries who are creating a new decentralized economy and internet experience. You guys know it as Web3 or blockchain, but we're going to bring you the smartest and most interesting people in the space for intimate conversations that reveal their background, how they got into crypto in the first place, and what they're doing today to make a decentralized future a reality. Thanks so much for joining us, and check out our site at Decentral.io. Now, to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Decent People podcast by Decentral Media. This week, I'm here with Danny Casal, the artist, self-proclaimed bad animator, creator of the Cool Man's Universe. Danny, welcome to the podcast. Dude, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a uh, a beautiful day outside, a beautiful day oh, inside, man. beautiful you know? day to be inside. You know, the, I always feel so guilty, you know, ever since I moved to LA, being inside at all because it's just always so beautiful. But uh, you know, there's there's work to be done. So, uh, amen. And, and how long how long have you been in Los Angeles? I've been here about uh, two two and a half years now. Uh, you know, moved here from New York. Uh, about two months before before COVID hit, so uh, that was excellent timing on my end. Uh, but I love it, you know. I, I, if anything at all, uh, the plan worked out. I, I wasn't even totally, uh, you know, confident on moving here to begin with for good. But uh, because of what happened in 2020, that whole COVID thing, I sort of just played a whole game of improv the past two and a half years, and resulted in me. Uh, moving all my stuff across the country and, and making the West Coast leap. And I love it out here. Met some really good people. Awesome. Awesome. Well, maybe we can we can jump back before the West Coast leap and kind of start back in the day and and you know how you got into to art and if that was always the plan and and really just explore maybe how you got to where you are today by going back into where you were. So Growing up, did you know you always wanted to pursue art? Was that something that came through later in life? What was sort of the journey that led you to your current trajectory? Yeah, you know, I, I for as long as I can remember, I was I was uh, super creative, uh, which sounds cocky to say, but you know, I always think like I couldn't, uh, I could not stand still. Like in class, I would always be uh, fidgeting with you know a pen in my hands and doodling something, whether it's in my you know, Spanish notes or my uh, math notes or the radiator next to me in chemistry class or like the school lunch trays, uh, which there's probably some solid one of ones on the school lunch trays. They definitely don't replace those things, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, always, always, I was always drawing. Um, and uh, I would love to daydream, you know, throughout elementary, middle school, whatnot, the idea of being uh an artist for a living and being able to uh survive and pay bills like that but uh was never completely sure how that would even be the case or how i would even do that um you know back then i thought okay maybe it's me like illustrating children's books but even then it's like illustrating for other people's visions so wasn't entirely stoked on that um i just wanted to you know, draw my own original ideas and be able to do that forever uh, without being a hobo, without being, uh, you know, dirt poor. So <laughs> I, I uh, always had that on the mood board, you know, 
um, so to speak, and uh, just never was really sure on how to accomplish that. So, uh, you know, my other passion is is filmmaking and um, editing and movie making and whatnot. And I uh, uh, did that for, you know, a, a large chunk of time, uh, you know, all throughout my teens and early 20s. Uh, you know, I would, you know, pay the bills, keep the lights on, keep food in my stomach by shooting music videos around new york city for like rappers off of craigslist and some really fun memories there and instilled that that hustle and and some really good work ethic values in me um but uh yes yeah, still never would have thought you know doodling and painting and animating and drawing would have uh would have came into my life the way it did uh and uh all that really took was was one viral video back in 2017 which I'm very grateful for so uh we made it you know yeah yeah and and, and what was sort of the inspiration and the uh, how, how did the viral video come to be it was uh it was sort of like a, a dumb three in the morning idea um while i was brushing my teeth uh, i had this visual in my head of uh, a snake with a pink background and um i was like you know it'd be cool to like animate something silly and dumb uh, before I went to bed, and and then uh, I, I was like, ah, like I don't have a drawing tablet. I have to fish my microphone out of like the junk pile in my tiny little Brooklyn apartment bedroom that I'm sharing with four other dudes, uh, you know. But I'm like, let me let me do this before I go to bed. I don't want to lose the idea in the morning. So grateful that I did that. Uh, that video ended up being um, a video called "Snakes Have Legs," which you know during a very politically charged summer as as 2017 was uh you know it was about not believing everything you read on the internet uh it sort of became like a pseudo political cartoon uh of how the internet is an amazing tool that can be used for amazing things and you should stop being an idiot on it and uh the whole premise is this guy reads a article on facebook that snakes have legs and then a literal snake slithers into frame obviously no legs telling him all this the internet's great stop being an idiot and uh it really resonated with a lot of people and uh not only that it just also went so global and was translated to every language in the book and it was you know being shown by politicians in brazil and teachers here in the states and france india everywhere uh just really wild caught spread like wildfire and uh because people related to it. And, and I, and I think that was my first time seeing, Hey, I literally, you know, animated this drawing on a, like a postcard with a Sharpie and digitalizing that, you know, onto my computer. Uh, the art's not great, but the storyline is what people really are resonating with. And uh, most of the time that's all that matters. And uh, you know, that was uh that was like a big light bulb moment for me. Cause I'm like, dang, that, that works. I'm going to do more of that. I, I, I think I have some more ideas and sure enough, five years later, uh, hundreds of millions of views later, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride with, with, uh, with these animated characters. So, so really 3am idea, you, you, you get it out and then it manifests into kind of a whole new direction in a way. Yeah. And I, I sort of rolled with the punches, you know, which sometimes is the best you could do. Um, and I pretty pretty immediately rerouted to going all in on my animations, and uh, that was uh, that was June 2017, 
and uh you know pretty quickly the already the audience started growing on instagram and uh on youtube and facebook TikTok wasn't around then um but it was just uh very quickly very rapidly forming this sort of new culture of of folks that you know really like enjoyed my animation style even though it was very rudimentary and simple uh you know hence the self-proclaimed bad animator title but really enjoyed the uh deep more complex and profound stories and messages underneath that as well so um yeah sort of accidentally you could say stumbled into my own uh uh you know like little brand here and uh it's it's been really cool i mean i like i said i'm so glad that i i decided to stay up that extra hour to uh to make that video to make that first animation yeah yeah and, and what a what a great example of following the instinct and and honoring the impulse and and you know not turning off the lights when the inspiration strikes so it's exactly exactly i mean that's that's what i try to tell everybody is like if you have that idea even if it's dumb just go for it because you're you're never sure what's going to happen you're never you could never be positive as to just how much you think that video might hit um and all it takes is one all it takes is that one you know piece to to resonate and push your whole uh catalog of, of creations that much further so that's how yeah. i was about it i'm glad it happened that way yeah super cool and so to that end how how did you eventually start to make the shift from viral video to nfts yeah i mean there was definitely um uh a, a few years in between where the the audience size and the sort of validation of of you know the brand and characters kept growing and um by the time i found out about nfts in january 2021 which i think is when it sort of started hitting most of the public um you know was, uh, getting most of the public's attention with like the headlines from people and stuff um I always thought, you know, it'd be cool to explore what I could do here because I had every friend uh, in my contacts list uh, who was tech savvy hitting me up being like, you know, I'm looking at these NF these cartoon NFTs and it's like, it looks like your freaking Instagram feed. And I was like, yeah, no, 100%. I, I see that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would think like, oh, if I if I do this, then I think people would also hold comfort in the idea that I'm a good investment because they could go on all my public platforms and see that I've been doing this for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very doxxed creator, right? Uh, but I, I still didn't know enough and um, I didn't wanna rush into it. So I sort of waited and listened and learned um, for a few months. And it was until march 2021 when i uploaded my first few nfts onto OpenSea, and they were mp4s they were video loops um and uh you know creations that i've made in the past that uh i thought were special and they i didn't i didn't show them at all like i, I didn't post them on my instagram at all i didn't even i think i tweeted about it but uh, my twitter following was nowhere near the size that it is uh even today but uh it was really cool because those pieces sold for like one two eth each without anybody knowing that i posted about it 
um, they were literally fans of my work or new fans of my work that found me through OpenSea uh, and were so delighted to find a piece, an original piece by me, and were thrilled enough about it to own one. And uh, I was very um, wowed by that because it was, uh, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if they were going to sell at all. If they were going to sell, would it be for like pennies on the dollar? But uh, they sold for, you know, one sold for one ETH, the other sold for two. Uh, I, I then uh, lost two of that three ETH by transferring it wrong. <laughs> but oh, no. all good because uh, uh, it, it was a really beautiful lesson learning experience at the end of the day. But somewhere out there in the abyss is my two Ethereum from uh, March 2021. Maybe I'll see it someday. I don't know. Yeah, if, if, if karma has its way. Then, if uh, karma has its way, it'll it'll find itself uh, back to me. But it was definitely cool to see that that you know the the uh, the hype was there very naturally, um, and you know I I think like even with that I was like cool, but maybe that's it. <laughs> like I I wasn't positive as to what the next steps would be, if any, for me uh, in the NFT space. Um, so. I sort of still just kind of waited around and continued to listen, continue to learn, still very happy with my one ETH that I profited. Uh, but uh, it wasn't until the summertime when I saw, uh, when I you know started learning about Board Ape Yacht Club and uh, uh, Cool Cats specifically is, is when I was like, ah, like it makes sense, like cool, generative, randomized based on the certain rare traits. It's more like, it's that's when it sounded cool to me. Um, not that it didn't sound cool before, but at that scale, I felt like I understood the greater purpose there and you could get much more people involved. Right. So, um, yeah, it was like August, end of August. I was like, uh, full steam ahead, you know, let's, let's, let's freaking go. And that's when it started. Uh, that's when cool man's universe started building up. Awesome. And, and for, 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 for those who don't know, maybe talk a little bit about what the cool man universe is how how it works and and again uh i think we know sort of the inspirations behind it from from the anecdote you just shared but uh, yeah yeah what it's all about yeah i mean it's uh it's funny because my my buddy david back from new york i've you know known him for years and years and um he was sort of the one to put two and two together where he's like dude you you have these characters that are so loved by millions of people around the world they they're there for each other they have that nostalgic feel to them um they they do mean well they advocate for mental health um you should make spesh which is my main map my sort of my main character from my world my animated world um you know you should make ten thousand species and i uh was like cool like let's do it i mean i have I, I hope that the nft world cares as much about spesh as like all my like say instagram youtube TikTok followers do obviously they did because special is this chubby uh naked white cute like cat thing like you're not really sure what he is he has two dots for nipples uh and he preaches positivity that's what he stands for he preaches his his slogan is you're special that's what he wants to do that's why he's you know out here uh, his goal is to remind as many people as he possibly can that they are special they are loved all those things that uh people should hear but don't hear often enough and so the idea of having ten thousand of of uh you know of these species out there obviously sounded like a lot of fun so 
the the sort of lore that was built around that was Spech is traveling throughout the universe um, in hopes to find his best friend. And he does this by using this magical compass that points him in the right direction. Uh, and he sort of crash lands, you know, uh, along the way on three different planets. Uh, the first one being Donut World, the second one being Dino World, and the third one being Wall Street Wasteland. And uh, each planet has its own set of traits and accessories and little babies um, that uh, he finds on that planet, right? And the, uh, the there's also different rarities based on which special from which planet you have. So Donut World is most common, Dino World is less common, Wall Street Wasteland is uh, the most rare. So it's pretty cool, like the way we went about doing it. And, uh, you know, now with this next collection coming up called Babies, uh, it focuses on the little babies that are found in the original collection. So, uh, you know, it, it thrills me as the artist and creator that the world and the lore uh, and the universe expands, right? So um, it just continues the story and it continues building up the uh you know the universe in a very meaningful way it's not just random it all ties together so uh it's it's you know I, i'm i'm really thrilled with how 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 much the lore kind of plays into the grand scheme of things and uh i think that's what makes it fun for for holders too yeah yeah and and, and how much how much is the lore influenced by the idea of say uh the actual universe and the idea that inherently people are special and that you know by going about our days with a positive mindset interacting with everyone we come in contact with we're inherently making the world better if we're in a positive mindset and we are say relating to special and treating everybody else like hey bringing up the special uh in them you know yeah. is, there, is that kind of mirroring what uh is actually in you say real life i guess oh yeah i mean so the whole idea of art you know imitating reality and vice versa uh, that's that's always been how i figured out how to you know what i would make my characters sort of be talking about um even before nfts right like it's it's always hey what am i thinking about what am i going through what would i want to hear right now for these characters to preach and talk about um just so happens that uh as the characters like spesh you know, sort of became more and more popular and, and also evolved. Uh, I find that Spech sort of has his own consciousness in a way now where I feel sometimes I look to Spech myself or, you know, when I'm writing for what Spech would talk about in a new video, feel like he's almost writing for me. And I think that it's like very cool to be able to say that one of my characters, one of my creations have have reached that apex of um being around and being meaningful enough to sort of do that and a hundred percent i mean it, it it's always it's like that yin and yang you know it's it's constantly being influenced as to what's going on in real life and actually going on in the universe and uh i think that's what makes it special no pun intended <laughs> right on right on and it's cool too to hear you kind of describe how essentially there was an, a specific intent behind the creation of Spech. He gets released or it gets released out into the world. And then in some crazy way, the there's great feedback. And then it becomes an influence onto you to continue what you're doing, you know? 
hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's what art should be. I think art should, it obviously starts from the artist's fingertips or their brain or whatever. And then it ideally goes out there in the world and um, takes on a life of its own. Um, and I think that's exactly, uh, it's, it's absolutely what, what happened with cool man's universe. I mean, it's, it's truly mind blowing what, where it's at, you know, six months, you know, less than a year later, uh, since mint. So, uh, it's been, it's been very, uh, interesting seeing art take on its own, my art take on its own life at this scale and at this speed. Mm. Mm. And on that tip, where, where does the future of cool man universe, like, end up what's what's the vision where where are you trying to go with it what's the uh you know what can we expect to see in the coming months and, and stuff like that yeah i mean there's a there's a super huge announcement coming uh just before the end of this month so uh you know can't talk too much on that yet but short term it's it's you know nft nyc coming up right so you have uh really what what's going to be um it's its own like sort of disneyland its own legoland its own universe like irl that uh we put an insane amount of resources and budget to um rightfully so because you want to have you want to feel like you stepped into cool man's universe right and you want to get to know you want to have that magical feeling as you would um when you would go to any like you know sort of amusement park or you know irl experience or uh or whatever i mean that's going to be the first time that that really happens uh we had our first event in march but that was a sort of private red carpet screening of a animated short film that i made but th this is going to be you know uh, open to the public uh with holders only you know segments um like the we have an underground concert uh the night of uh, the 23rd with uh jaws and chromio headlining which will be really great to just be partying with with everybody but uh the the idea that everybody will be there whether you know about cool man's universe or not whether you know about my art or not you can just be a random family um wandering off the street visiting from you know wherever like you, you see this cool experience you step in you get to know who spesh is you step into spesh's world and ideally after that you're a new fan right um i think that's where uh, you know, for my entire creative career, I've always been focused on that. Like, how could I um, sort of make Spech for everybody, make it, uh, make him a household name, make him and his message uh, appeal to as many people as possible, bring as many smiles as, as Spech possibly can. So that's, that's been the goal, that it still is the goal. It's happening much quicker than I think uh, I would have realized, but uh, to make Spesh that household name through experiences like this um, is, I think, the future of uh, Cool Man's universe because uh, whether it's through uh, entertainment, art, IRL experiences, uh, music, whatever, I think making sure that whether you have a hundred Speshies in your wallet or you have one or you have zero, maybe you don't even, maybe you never even heard the word NFT, uh, maybe you don't even care right you still care about spesh and maybe you'll care about nfts tomorrow and you'll want to be that deeper in it but uh if not it's okay come enjoy you know what spesh is all about come enjoy the experiences the memories the love the reminders uh, and the stories that come with that so that's that's what i'm uh, that's what i'm bullish on right there
are you finding then that NFTs are then bringing more people, it, it's kind of symbiotic, they're bringing more people to your art who are then being influenced by the art, and then they're also taking ownership of it in a, in a way that makes them more intimately linked to an experience that perhaps they're not having if NFTs weren't part of everything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, you literally get to own a, a part of the universe, right? So you, you get to be that much more ingrained as to where this goes and like the journey that special um, takes you on. And I think, um, you know, there's, you know, holders in, uh, in my discord every day, they're super active that have literally 50, a hundred, uh, species because they're that, they see what I see. They see the vision, right? They see where this goes, you know, and in not that long of a time, even though we are thinking long term, um, they 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 own so many because they want to be that deep rooted into the universe. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful thing, because what happens when Spesh is that, uh, you know, household name more so than, you know, uh, he is today. Um, on that global scale of hundreds of millions of people with uh, all these different avenues of entertainment. Um, I think that's a really, really interesting move if you happen to have owned 100 species as of 2022. I think that gets really cool when you look, you know, five, 10 years down the line. So um, it's it's very, it's, I mean, and then just to go back to like an emotional standpoint, like as as the artist, it's like, it's always really cool and beautiful and, and exciting to see people that stoked on what I'm building and what I've dedicated my whole life to building because it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's definitely what I feel like I've uh, been put, put on this earth to do. So it all works out. Love it. Yeah. And, and in, in such a cool way, all it sounds like all of your experiences from filmmaking, music videos and everything like that, it's all culminated into exactly what you're doing now. So the, the poeticness of that is the journey. You don't know where the journey is going to take you, but if you focus in on your interests and your talent and everything like that, it, it, it finds its way. hundred I mean, it's, it's pop culture, man. It's, it's why does anybody uh, find intrinsic value or interest in uh, a Mickey mouse or a SpongeBob or a hello kitty? You know, it's because you, you care about these characters so much so that it doesn't even matter that they're fictional. It doesn't even matter that they're animated. It doesn't even matter that they're four kids. Uh, you know, the cartoon characters are in that rare position where if you uh, watch a show when you're, say you watch SpongeBob, like, like I did when you're, you know, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years old, doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, like, you hold that character so near and dear to your heart because of what that character stands for, how much that character entertained and took care of you, uh, you know, when you're growing up. Um, it's it's something that you don't really outgrow. Like you may outgrow songs and bands and movies and celebrities, but you don't grow outgrow cartoon characters. That's why people have their stuffed animals from when they were six, uh, you know, decades later. Um, I think that's that's the beautiful magic of of cartoon characters, and um, that's what I see. Uh, you know, that's the that's the track that I see special on. Awesome, awesome. And and on that tip, if you can talk about it, is there is there any plans to you know you mentioned cartoons and you mentioned uh, you know movies in which those cartoons can exist? Are there plans to animate, given your background and everything like that, special or or other characters from the Full Man's universe into more? Uh, deeper animated projects. 
yeah i mean i can't get uh too deep into that part in specific like particular the 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 part that i think is really neat is exactly like like you said like the short form animations that happen in the day-to-day and uh you know the whether it's via instagram stories or the TikTok feed and, and all that i think a very natural progression is yeah like what happens next like how does like you can really only achieve making spesh a household name um by doing something like that so um but the past few years have been like uh really interesting powerful stepping stones um to to doing something like that and then you know i think there's something to be said about that simple 15 to 20 second little uh pleasure you know that little glimpse of of brightness on like your dark negative social media timeline where it's just like special or my other character's blue dude or whoever reminding you that you know all the things that you should be reminded of and uh taking that on a larger scale has always been the goal so uh we'll see was the mission of creating special to help inspire people just by witnessing special to mm-hmm. understand their own you know specialness inside and then to be able to radiate that outward and help other people realize the same thing yeah that's definitely that's definitely a huge goal like i think making sh- like do as special does in in a, in a in a short way i think is is like a good way to put it because you know here you have this beacon of positivity and 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 optimism and um you know someone who who really just wants nothing but the good for the world and sees nothing but the good in people and he has his moments where you know maybe he fails or he messes up or he has that dumb moment or two uh but his intents are so good and i think i i relate to that personally a ton i think most of us can um you know when i first drew the first rendition of special i'm trying to see if he's somewhere on my desk over here i don't think he is but uh he uh you know looked very different and it was just like more of like a like a sketch doodle uh this is like a few months after my first uh viral animation in 2017 so like november 2017 um you know i i draw this uh it's like kind of kind of like a little more creepy looking still like the two nipples stay consistent uh but it's it's a video uh of this character uh just exclaiming how if you've been tagged in this video it means you're special like really special uh if a murderer came in and says i'm i'm gonna shoot the person that's tagged in this video i would tell them no i would prevent that murderer from doing that uh that's how that's how special and loved you are and it's just like a creepy but cute uh thing that that went on and people took a huge liking to that character obviously because of that, that that messaging and uh you know i think it has something to do visually like you're like what's what is this like it's he's naked but like he's telling me i'm special like them so the messaging is also there and you know people of all ages love special right they they just love how he looks they love what he stands for so uh it, it's been a very natural evolution of of special and his message um to the you know to the point where he is my main character and he, you know, is the uh, sole hero of Cool Man's universe and all that. But I think over time, what kept being reinforced is the idea of Spesh is really awesome and people like what he has to say. And if if someone's day could be 
turned around, someone was having a bad day, and Spech could fix that, at least for a moment, then that's powerful. And, uh, you know, Spech was like my first bits of like merch and apparel, like these little pins, and he was on the hoodies, and, you know, like people love Spech. And, and I think it's tough to come up, it's tough to love anything, you know, it's tough to come up, like if I told you to whip up a cartoon character right now that people will love, if you even told me to do that, it's kind of an impossible task. You, it takes time and you either love something for what it is or you don't. And Spech just so happens to be that thing. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, and, and, you know, that's just what happened in five years, you know, what happens in the next five years. Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think to answer your question, people see Spech, they see how awesome he is and ideally they want to be more like Spech, which I think is a beautiful thing. Amen. And as part of that, though, how much of special is you? You know, how much are you bringing to that character? I think, I think, like I said, you know, I think special in a way sort of transcended beyond me at this point. I mean, special is definitely uh, who I would like to be more of, more positive, right? Um, but I'm, I can't be. I'm only human, and sometimes it takes a non-human character like Spech to remind us uh, of, of the things that maybe our human selves are a little, you know, tougher on ourselves about. So um, um, there's definitely, you know, that that little bit of me with Spech, but I think uh, Spech has kind of turned into his own, his own, uh, his own consciousness, his own being, which mm. is very cool to be able to say. Yeah, his, his own, uh, he, he himself has become a beacon of hope in a way or a beacon of goodness or, you know, a higher, an aspiration to be a higher self. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's all, that's all any, any artist or creator could hope for is, is their creation, you know, taken on, taken on that path. So definitely blessed with that one. Awesome. Well, uh, Dan Excel, thank you so much for uh, being part of the next episode of the Decent People Podcast for Decentral Media. I'm your host, Steve Laden, and thanks so much. Yeah, dude. Appreciate you having me on, man. Have a good one, everybody. You're special. That's it for this episode of Decent People. Thanks so much for listening. Check the show notes for more information on our guests today. And make sure to look us up on the web at decentral.io. That's D-E-C. E-N-T-I-A-L dot I-O and on Twitter at Decential. Have a great day.